Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Three confirmed in over the last 24 hours, and it looks like there may well be two more to follow shortly. Plus, Lyle Taylor is staying in SU7. Charlton's very own Del Boy and Rodney have done it again. Welcome to Charlton Live, the big match pre. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview coming to you live from the Valley here on Transfer Deadline Day. The window did slam shut two hours ago, but Charlton are still doing business. They've just tweeted that they're waiting to announce something. We understand there's players coming in from the South Coast. Uh, players from Brighton have been linked with us. Tomir Hemed and Berem Kyle. We're just waiting over the next few minutes to find out which ones or if both have come in. I think there's a chance we've got both and we're just waiting for the club to confirm that. So, wow, what a incredible, <laughs> incredible transfer deadline day has been here at the Valley. Um, joining me in the studio uh, as we discuss our comings and goings over the last 24 hours and more importantly, not goings in the form, of course, of Lyle Taylor is uh, Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nath? Yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah, <laughs> feeling good, is it? Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's promising. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll put a tenner on us to go up. Have you? Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, 288 quid we get if we go up. Money well spent. Also joining us here at the Valley is Lewis Cat. Lewis, how you doing? Yeah, really good, mate. How are you? Yeah, buzzing, mate. This, I think this is going to be the first time ever we've been able to announce a signing on Charlton Live. Oh, We're yeah, just right. waiting now for the, uh, the, the club to confirm. Day. So it could happen any second now. But let's take you through what's happened over the last 24 hours. You know, considering where we were on Tuesday and how we were feeling on Tuesday when the news that we were receiving bids from Lyle Taylor was... Uh, how we're feeling then compared to how we're feeling now. Lyle Taylor's still here. We've had Sam Field and Jonathan Lecco come in on loan from West Bromwich Albion. We've had Josh Cullen, Wembley hero, Charlton promotion hero from last season, returning on loan uh, from West Ham United as well. And as we said, one or two coming in from Brighton. Tommy Hemed, Birem, Kyle are both expected have both been announced elsewhere. We're waiting for the club to confirm that, but that's what we think is going to happen shortly. Um, and Lyle Taylor staying, Anthony Dick still leaving uh, to join Middlesbrough. I mean, how do you rate that as a as a transfer deadline week out of ten, Nath? Uh Yeah, ten. I think. I mean, if you if you look at the previous um, ones where you know it's been like, oh, we've tried getting some over the line, and nothing's ever come to fruition. Um, not only the the amount of players, but I think it's the quality of the players as well. And I, 
I think you know Gallen, Bowes, and the rest of them have done again recruited really well. I know we've not seen them play yet, but into, on paper they're very very good signings. And the last couple of weeks we were saying how we were short in in the middle of the park, and there and I, and when you look at the signings, we're not we're not looking one dimensional. I think we've got different options, especially with Lico and. Um, so yeah, it's looking promising. Yeah, Lewis, um, Lyle Taylor staying as well. Also, massive, massive news here. Um, bids coming in from Brentford right up until two minutes before the the window closed, according to uh, uh, according to Sky Sports, which is an incredible four million pounds. They said. I have to admit, I'm slightly shocked we turned that down. But as a club, the manager needs that player, and the manager puts his foot down and says we're not selling that player and Roland agrees with it, then actually that's worked out quite nicely. Yeah, exactly. And I think it shows a little bit of a statement of intent from the club as well. I think we know how bad it would have been if we had lost Lyle Taylor in this window. And I think it's it's really important. We've managed to retain him and there's been a real feel-good factor bouncing around the place today. It's been a real emotional roller coaster, And uh, I'm glad that as we came to the end of the window, we still had our uh, prolific number nine wearing the famous red and white of mm. Charlton, not of Brentford. <laughs> yeah, because they're not very famous, Brentford. So no, you, know, no. You, don't, you don't need to worry about them. Uh, West London Muppets, of course. Right, <laughs> so we're still waiting for confirmation from Charlton of a couple of signings. But while we're here, I mean, let's talk about uh, the, the two that have come in today. Obviously, we've uh, we all had a chance to talk about Josh Cullen yesterday, but we will come to him. We're going to hear on the show, of course, as well, from Sam Field, Jonathan Lecco and Josh Cullen. Um, but let's talk about Sam Field. was the first one announced this morning. Uh, Nath, what, what can you tell us uh, uh, about Sam Field? Um, he's a he's a very good player. He's played in a Premiership, which we don't. I know we've got some players who've played in a Premiership, but I think um, even though he is quite young, he does offer that experience um, at a faster tempo, which a lot of people would have seen up at Blackburn. Uh, the, the the pace of the game's a lot different at this level, and obviously the standards a lot higher. In terms of him, I think he's obviously does the simple things. He, can, he likes to tackle. He likes to pass. He, he's not going to be. Um, a Christian Billick where he's doing quiff turns in his own box or on the, in his own half. But um, I think it's a shrewd signing. It's one that we needed, um, different to Conor Gallagher and Josh Cullen. So I think it just offers that little bit of stability because I did think we needed a, a ball winner, which there could be another one. But we did. I think, think we lacked a, you know, a gritty, does the ugly jobs. It's all well and good passing and having the Johnny Williams, but you need the players who want to do the ugly work and let the others play. And then Jonathan Lecco is coming as well. So Sanfield's 21 years old, so he's a young head. Yep. Jonathan Lecco himself is, was he 20, 21, I think, quite 20, young. Yeah. Um, doesn't score a lot of goals, hasn't scored any goals. Uh, Lyle Taylor has just tweeted, is now a good time to announce my impending lo- loan deal to League Two. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, Yeah, I'm sure Bowyer wouldn't have that either. But um, <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's um, Lecco coming in, hasn't scored many goals, but... It, by the sounds of it, very, very quick and offers us perhaps a bit of pace that we haven't really had up top since since Carlin's left. Yeah, it sounds like an exciting player. Um, Steve Gallon mentioned he's probably quite a raw talent. He's not afraid to take his man on and run at people. And he's probably going to add something that we, we haven't got at the moment. And as you've said there, since Carlin's departed, we haven't really had anyone up top with that real you know, blistering pace. And it'll be really interesting to see where he fits into uh, into Bowyer's side. But I'm excited by both signings. You know, I think, um, you know, the trust that I have in Steve Gallon and Lee Bowyer to bring in the right people. And like you say, probably Sam Field and Jonathan Lecco before today, I wouldn't, wouldn't really be household names that I'd have thought of. But when you actually, you know, when you think about where they've played and how highly rated they are by their parent club to come here and improve, it's going to be really interesting to see how they progress. And I think you can only only better our side. 
Mm, okay, and then of course um, announced yesterday one that sort of came out of the blue because you'll you'll remember uh, that the Saturday I think it was after the Aston Villa game uh, that Boya said that there's no chance of, of Josh Cullen coming back. He was going to be staying at West Ham. Then all of a sudden yesterday morning something changed and he's he's here now for the season. A recall option, of course, in in January as, as David Gold, the West one of the West Ham owners, was was keen enough to point out. But at the same time, I mean, he was huge for us last season and in a midfield where we were lacking a little bit of uh, you know, numbers, quality perhaps, uh, experience in a way because obviously he's, he's quite inexperienced himself, Josh Cullen. But for him to come back, you know, I mean, that really was a feel-good factor. Yeah, it was. Um, again, going back to Blackburn game, I think we lacked a lot of energy in the middle. Um, I think Lapo done well, but we just lacked that bit of uh, energy in there. And, you know, I'm delighted that Josh has come back. I can't really fault him for wanting to stay at West Ham if he said there, was, there could be a chance he was going to get some games there. Um, and for whatever reason, with the signings they made for the bloke from bars and stuff, they've obviously let him go out on loan. And and again, I, th- I don't think he would have had. Um, I think he would have. I think he would have rather had a lot, a lot of suitors. So I think for him to come back, it's a massive coup. Um, and uh, yeah, it's delighted that he's back, and he can obviously there's a few different faces and a few of the faces not here anymore, but. I think it's a great little signing. Mm. Uh, now, of course, we have to talk about the outgoing Anthony Dick Stills joined Middlesbrough. Um, word sort of earlier on in the week was that if he were to go, um, there was a possible, you know, it was a footballing decision. And, and the way that came out, it, it does sound like Bowie was given the decision that if he may, if if he did let Dick still go, that he may see some of that money. Now, obviously, it still remains to be seen uh, exactly how the, the these two chats from Brighton have have come in. Um, also, whether one of them be permanent or not, I'm not sure whether any of that money freed up wages for someone else. We don't know exactly how he's used it, but if he has, um, you know, that it would make sense. I mean, he's, he's a good player, Dick, still. I was enjoying watching his progression over the last year or so, but he is in a position that's perhaps not the most vital position on the pitch. Yeah, and I think that's... I know it's been said that Boya sort of had the opportunity there. It was down to him to make the decision, which, you know, it's, it's interesting that he's seen that, but... I think he came out and said that it's probably not sort of the the make or die position in terms of right back. We have got Solly there. We've got uh, Deji who can play over there as well. And then if you want to uh, dip it further down, you've got Brendan uh, Wadu as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously a move that, you know, of, of course I'd like to uh, still to have stayed. Um, but, you know, we are, we are where we are. And if it if it means that it's freed up a little bit of money to, to bolster some positions where we were really short across the pitch, then... Uh, then it can be seen as a positive move in that sense. Um, but we'll have to see, uh, you know, if these two come in, how they come in, and, and if that money's been used, then, you know, that's a, it's an interesting an interesting deal. Mm, right. So, I mean, overall then, how, how we how we seeing that 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 transfer window? Lee Bowyer said sort of uh, after Blackburn game, we still wanted four or five bodies. So we're looking at, as long as these two Brian chaps come in, which is what, what we're sort of understanding here, is that you, you've got five in, but obviously you've lost one in, in Anthony Dick still. You know, I mean, how, how is the squad shaping up now? Don't forget, all the talk has been of us having the lowest budget in the championship. We're bringing in, uh, some of the players are bringing in young and perhaps un- untested, or certainly haven't we haven't seen too much of them in, in the form of, of Field and Lecco, but rated in, in different ways by West Brom. Uh, Cullen, we know all about. Uh, he hasn't played too many games in the Championship before. I think he played about 12 times for Bolton uh, when he was on loan there. But I think from what we saw last season, we can feel fairly confident he could make the step up. Um, and then you've got two very experienced, potentially, uh, coming in from, from Brighton uh, uh, in, in Hemed and, and Kyle. So 
how how do we feel now? How, how do we feel as a squad? Are we, are we you know there was a lot of doom and gloom about at the start of the season as there was at the start of last season. Uh, we knew we were going to try and utilize the loan window, which is what we appear to have done. How do we feel now? How are we rated as a squad in the championship? Um, I think we're strong. Um, I think the difference I think we have this year is we have a few more dimensions in our play. Uh, so, for example, it, we obviously everyone's renowned for playing, uh, you know, the four four two diamond. But if if you're going to have Deji playing at fullback, he's not going to be pushing high up the pitch. Um, so you can see him quite withdrawn. I think so. We, it, whereas you could have Lee Coke play on the right of a three, you could have Williams who could play on the left. You've, you know, even Harriet's still training, isn't he? So he could come in, um, he could play on the left of a three. So I just think it gives us a lot more options, um, and we're not just so predictable of playing the four-four-two diamond, which Bowie obviously likes because if you get it wrong in this league, um, you will get caught out. Um, so I think we're a lot stronger. I'm really, really happy. I, I would still try and push for a right back, but I think you're only going to get that on a freebie, aren't you? Um, I'd imagine at this stage, unless there's something else in the in the woodwork. But yeah, no, I'm I'm really positive, um, and I'm looking forward to Saturday. Excellent stuff. Right, we've asked for your opinions as well uh, on Charlton's uh, transfer uh, window. Um, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at Charlton Live. There's a forum, uh, the thread on the Charlton Live forum for tonight's show as well. Southwest Addict says, pleased with the business done today. Two young players and two experienced pros. Uh, always have faith in every decision uh, uh, in Boya and Gallon. Saturday should be a good one at a rocking uh, valley. Mendon Krenaz just says, well, that was a dull transfer window. I think I can uh, uh, sense a little bit of side sarcasm there uh, it's been it generally it's been the most exciting um uh, <laughs> the exciting transfer window we've had in a long time especially transfer deadline day Lyle Taylor now has just tweeted on the level I will be taking time away from Twitter especially because the last few days have been unacceptable I wish you all well and you'll see me in due course well I mean let's discuss Lyle Taylor a little bit more um We've seen all sorts of comments flying around, all sorts of rumours flying around as well, uh, which you can't comment on. No one really knows what goes on behind the scenes. Um, but the player is still here, whether that's something now that the, the the manager has to manage or not, you know, whether he has to. I mean, obviously, there has been some tweets flying around by fans as well, which is always disappointing to see. Don't forget, footballers are human. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how... I mean, uh, Paul Glover's just saying the abuse was unacceptable. Of course, you shouldn't abuse people on Twitter no matter what you think is happening, no matter what is happening. It doesn't matter. Um, what, how, how, how do we make sure that Lyle Taylor's got his head in the game from now on? If, if Lee Bowyer needs to do that. He, we know he was happy here beforehand, so he's enjoyed scoring goals for Charlton. Presumably, now that whatever's gone on is, is finished, if it has gone on, presumably he can just carry on. Yeah, well, I'd like to think that if he's, what he said there is true in terms of taking a bit of a break from social media... He can do his peak, he can do his talking on the pitch. You know, we know what he's capable of, and there's a reason that people were sort of going into meltdown at the rumours of him, uh, you know, leaving the club because he's important and he's adored by the fan base. And you know, with that, of course, people are going to worry and they're going to hassle him. But at the same time, I wasn't overly impressed with people keep tagging him in things and stuff like that. You know, he does see it. He's like you say, he's a human being, and if you're tagging him in a load of negative posts and his future's up in the air, then it's probably not going to help things. But I just like to think now that, you know, if with the dealings that have happened over the last sort of 48 hours and, and the potential two coming in, that maybe he'll look at that and think, you know what, we're forming a bit of a decent squad here. And he'll just get his head down and, and crack on with it because, you know, he's a footballer and that is his job. Now, if you think there was a danger that, that Lyle's head could have been turned, you think about what we know our way structure is and, and what a more established uh, championship side like Brentford's way structure might be, do you think that would affect him? 
Uh, do I think it's head turn? Possibly. I think we're all human. I think we, if all of us were in that situation, I think um, not many of us would be able to say, uh, you know, I don't know if he was, whatever, if he got to a stage of being offered anything. But imagine if he was on, I don't know, £100 a week and you get offered 100000 you're going to take it, aren't you? Um, will it affect him as a player? I don't think so. Because if anything, it should spur someone on to, to do even better and... Um, and I think that's Lyle is like that, you know. He'll always do well, and he'll always give hundred percent, and he'll always want to be seen as the talisman, and that's what he thrives on. Um, and yeah, so I think we'll we'll just put it to bed, um, and he'll just continue to be a good player like he's been since he joined us last year, mm, two yeah. seasons ago. Whatever. You just you just hope that a goal on Saturday and everything will be forgotten from from everyone. It, it, people yeah. just want to get back to playing football now. Once once you know the transfer window is a very difficult time, and you know players, managers, fans, everyone has emotions running high. But now it's it's slammed shut now, as I'm sure Jim White probably said on on Sky Sports News just before <laughs> we uh, just before we came on. You know, it's over now. Let, let's get back to it. Right, Peter Barrett says, having problems keeping tabs on all the new signings, also amazed and not a little puzzled that we've turned down such substantial offers for Lyle Taylor. It may have taken a little while, but Bo and JJ have the makings of a promotion-challenging squad, question mark. I mean, do you feel... I mean, don't forget, up until a week ago, we were we probably are still favourites to go down. I haven't checked the betting odds since, if they've changed since the end of the, the transfer window. But, I mean, maybe a stretch to say we've all of a sudden we've changed ourselves into promotion change, uh, chasers. We haven't quite signed... Wayne Rooney like some teams have <laughs> um, but you know it certainly make him uh, more competitive and, and give us a real fighting chance of maybe even finishing near a, near a mid-table now yeah I mean we've said all along staying in the division uh, staying in the division will be an unbelievable achievement uh, bearing in mind the obstacles that we've come across if we do that you know if we can secure that earlier on in the season then and start sort of heading towards the top half then so be it there's nothing wrong with being ambitious and, and sort of setting the stall high but We've sort of come into this season with, with you know, with the pressure off, if you like. The goal has been to stay in the division. We haven't really expected to stay in the division. But I think what we're putting together at the moment in terms of a squad, it has it has all the right players in there and, and the right feel about it. That it's more than capable of staying in the championship. And Boya said many a time in terms of the, the team spirit and the dressing room, he feels that that's unique. And I believe him. I, I think that there are, there are clubs all up and down the country and... I think that we've probably got one of the best dressing rooms in the UK, if not in Europe. You know, it seems like that. It just seems that everyone's so close, and that goes a long way. And if if we can thrive off of that, and and these players come in and add the quality that we believe that they're going to, then there's no reason why we're not going to have a really positive season. But I just want to sort of keep the expectations at a reasonable level for now. I don't want to pile on any unnecessary pressure. Stay in the division. I'd bite the hand off at that. Yeah, and if you get the 110 points, I promise on Sunday we will stay in the division. Well, actually, <laughs> right, we'll go out. We'll go out the other end of it, of course, won't we? Right, we've still got messages to to come in. We're also going to hear from Jonathan Lecco and from Sam Field. And don't forget, uh, it's been announced elsewhere um, that we're expected to sign um, Bright, Brighton players Tommy Hemet and Berem Kyle. We, we think that's going to happen as well. So we're waiting on to see uh, if anything gets announced at any point, but we don't know. Uh, any timings or anything like that just yet so we'll uh we'll, we'll keep going with the show for now hopefully hopefully but we don't know certain timings of anything right Robert Waghorn says uh brilliance of Boya signing two players at a time from clubs will help them settle in and hit the ground running yeah of course if we do get the two from Brighton and of course we know we've 
pad two from uh, West Bromwich Albion today. Um, David Nichols, oh my nerves. This reminds me of championship and football manager and going berserk with offers. Charlton Live will be even more enjoyable than usual if Lyle has stayed. Well, he has stayed. He's still here in SE7. Bill Greenall says we need a two-hour show tonight, I think. <laughs> we may do, actually, looking at some timings. Uh, David Letchford, uh, you don't have much to talk about then. Well, of course, yeah, on a transfer deadline day, there's always plenty to talk about on Charlton Live. Nigel McCarthy says uh, we can only assume the delay in, in uh, Charlton announcing the two from Brighton is uh, Charlton Live have secured the unveiling rights and are just getting Scarfy ready. Yeah, we wish. <laughs> uh, Cliff Scow says it's the best transfer deadline day for a long time and Taylor staying tops it off. Mike Clifford, I'm not a fan of loans, but given the circumstances uh, of this transfer day has been brilliant. Uh, Gallon and Bowes must have the connections and the respect uh, from people in all of the divisions in order to get this much done. Hard to believe, but the club must have a positive uh, reputation as well. Well, of course. I mean, we, you look at the sort of loan players we can attract to the club and what we achieved with the likes of Billick and Cullen last year. You know, you'd imagine Premier League clubs are queuing up to send their players to us because A, they know they get first-team football because we are light in, in, in certain positions and B, you know, they, they get to work under Lee Bowyer and Johnny Jackson, two, two coaches who over the last, you know, the, the course of last season proved that they can do a lot with uh, with players and help to improve them over over the course of a season. Yep, um, I think we, when you look at the the player interviews when they first joined, the, the amount of players that have said uh, that Lee Bowie is a pull, um, Gallen said it himself. Uh, some people might think it's all scripted and they've just been told to say that, but I really, really think that when you're a, when you're a player, uh, you know, a young player, and like you say that you look at the the Billicks and the Cullens. That to be fair, if you look at Cullen had a little bit of experience with with Bradford, but. Billick was quite stop-start and in a space of a year he's gone from not really doing much to earning a £10 million move for Derby. Not only are the players looking at it going, I can improve myself here, I'm working under a player, a manager who's played in the Champions League um, and everything like that, to the clubs looking at it from a financial aspect as well. If if not, then they can help the club. Um, then it's going to be a win-win for all. Um, and I th- and I really think that the connection that Bowyer has, the pull he has, and the the, the dressing room that he's got um, is is so key because a lot of it's all well and good with all the derbies and that signing the Roonies and and all this. You could have fantastic players, but if you've not got a team spirit, you're never never going to win anything. Look at the likes of uh, Sheffield United last year, literally back to back, and it's things like that where you can you can really win some points, which Bowie has already alluded to. Right, we're still waiting on the announcement of Tommy Hemid and uh, Kyle, uh, Berem Kyle from uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. So let's have a listen to some audio of some people whose uh, arrival has been confirmed. First of all, let's, let's hear from Jonathan Lecco. Uh, he signed on a season-long loan from West Bromwich Albion uh, this morning. Uh, I think it was all done last night, really. It was announced this morning, and he spoke to uh, Valley Pass uh, to say how pleased he was to be here at the Valley. Yeah, so it was amazing. Uh, really happy to join here. Uh, it's a great club, so happy, happy to be here. When did you first hear about the move? Um, today. Well, today really. Um, and as soon as I heard, I was like, yeah, I wanna, wanna join. So yeah, I was really happy. Just jumped in the car and made your way down. Yeah, just jumped in literally, drove down the motorway <laughs> straight. And what was it attracted that attracted you to Charlton? Just, uh, just a great club. The way. Where we play football, really attacking football, so yeah, raring to go. You've had a chance to meet the manager, Lee Bowyer? Yeah, I've had a chance to meet him today, seems really nice. So. Did he say anything to you? He just said 
don't be late. <laughs> <laughs> when he says says that, you got you got to listen to him. Yeah, got to listen. Got to have to listen. <laughs> um, and obviously, uh, not all the Charlton fans are going to know you. What what can they expect to see from you as a player? Uh, just really exciting. Um, driving down the line. Uh, obviously, I'm quick, so a lot of pace and uh, a lot of goals and assists. The manager says when he's seen the clips of you and watched you, he says. You're a player that makes the makes the fans excited and that sort of thing. Do you think the Charlton fans are going to take to you? Yeah, I think they should. Yeah, I think they will. Therefore, and you had a chance to play a bit in the Premier League as well. Can you talk us through what it was like to, to play Premier League football? Well, I, I had uh, I think I played like three, four games in the Prem. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought I did well when I played. So yeah, it's a good experience. Uh, and you're joined at the club by, by Sam Fields, a familiar face. What's it going to be like having someone you know in, in training? Um, it'll be good. Obviously, it's good to have someone you know, like someone you're familiar with. So you're not, not alone, but like you, you know someone, so it would be very good. Perfect. And obviously, we're at home to Stoke on Saturday. Are you excited to, to get to the Valley? Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wear him. Really looking forward to play. There we go, that's Jonathan Lecco who's joined the club on loan from West Bromwich Albion uh, this morning. So like I say, he hasn't, uh, hasn't scored a senior goal yet for, for West Brom, but at the same time, you know, by the sounds of it, there's a lot of pace involved in, in his game. Um, I saw Richard Corley um, described him as well. Had a round of applause for Richard Corley as well today, keeping us all on tenterhooks all day. He's, he's, uh, he's got the news very well, even though he spent half the day winding me up on Twitter. But yeah, sounds good. Yeah, he's got a rubbish beard, hasn't he? Yeah, he has got a rubbish beard. <laughs> And he needs a haircut, according to some sarcastic supporters. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, he said he said he can be quite a raw talent. Um, but like I say, a bit of pace that, that perhaps we, we have lacked at, at, at times. And if he if he's going along, Lyle Taylor, we saw how well Lyle uh, sort of fitted in with uh, Carlin Grant last year, who had who had that pace to, to to burn as well. More on Lyle Taylor as well. A few people sort of saying, um, you know, about about the abuse he received, saying you know, uh, uh, Gavin saying it shows that there's a section of, of Charlton fans who are morons. Uh, if they've been abusing uh, Lyle Taylor. Stephen saying uh, he'd been on Twitter all day, hadn't seen or heard anyone giving Taylor any grief. There, there were some tweets flying around. Don't forget there was rumours going around as well, which no one is ever going to really know what goes on behind the scenes during during a, a transfer window. So rumours will go around. Some of them will be true. Some of them might not be true. And it's, it's, it's never good to jump on a player, especially when at that point they haven't left because you might end up with a situation where a player is still at a football club and they're getting abuse from fans where perhaps they don't they don't really need to get because they are a player who you know thrives on being loved by the supporters and and playing up to the crowd at times, but having everyone at Charlton with him and he's still here, so it doesn't really seem like it was worth it, does it? So no, I mean it's it's difficult because what you'll have is around this time of the year, like city season, as many managers have said. And then you'll have one person who'll make some sort of, will have a snippet of information and then they'll make, add something on it. It turns out to be Chinese whispers. So it's just, yeah, don't really pay any attention to it. I mean, I don't agree with the abuse. I understand people are emotional, but, you know, this is a game of football at the end of the day. Mm, yeah. Uh, we also had a tweet in from. Uh uh, from uh, CFC Dan says don't forget that, that Corley said we could be looking to bring in a right back outside of the transfer window as well so if there is a free agent as long as they became a free agent during the transfer window so generally they would have had their contract ended at the end of last year then you, then you can look at people um, other people have suggested maybe Deji or Shilaja can, can fill in at right back but we've just had an email from uh, Paul Edwards one of the South London Press's uh, photographers who of course has seen Wimbledon play uh, as well as Charlton uh, a, a fair bit and said not sure why people don't 
don't believe Deji can play right back. It's not his regular position. Uh, I agree, but I remember him, him being moved from centre-back to right-back at half-time when the Dons were losing, and he literally turned the game around with his runs down the wing and crosses into the box. Hopefully something he can bring to Charlton, albeit in a uh, in a league higher. Great show as usual. That's from Paul Cheersball. And cheers for the insight there, because obviously, like I say, he's seen uh, Deji play in that position before. So... If we can't bring in someone, it's not the end of the world. Um, and sounds like Deji can fill in there. But don't forget, we've oh, got Chris Solly. Solly. Yeah. Yeah. Solly is a very good right back who's done it before in the championship. We talk about a lack of experience. Solly has done it. And I understand a lot of people tweeted in last year saying, oh, they, they don't know if he's still quite up to the levels. I'll be honest, I watch Solly every week and I just don't see that. I really don't. And I'm not afraid to say if I don't think a player is as good as he used to be. Or I just don't see it with Solly. I, I don't see a drop off at all. Like, any major drop off right? he might not be the, the 23 24 year old Solly that was literally our best player and won player of the year for two years but he's a solid dependable right back who can get forward and stick across in as well I don't understand where that comes from for some people Lewis do you no, see no not at all I agree with you I think um, his, his levels have never really dropped every time I've Mr. seen Mr. Consistent him. Yeah, exactly Mr. Consistent um, my only concern with Solly is the, uh, the amount of games if he's got to play you know Saturday, Tuesday then you know, sometimes you know, we know he can't with, with his injuries and stuff like that. He can't always get well, through. Up, well, up but we've got last, the backup for that. At one point last season, maybe two thirds of the way through last season, he was the player who played the second most minutes yeah. for Charlton. Yeah. So I also think that's a bit of a myth in terms of whether he can go Saturday, Tuesday. I don't think that's a problem. I, I think I think he can. I think there's a few myths that go around about Chris Solly. Uh, maybe because he's been here so long, and people people in their mind think, oh, he must be getting on a bit now. It's, mm-hmm. well, it's still only about 27, 28, 26. Yeah. Uh, but then you yeah. also had, you had yeah. Anthony that was coming through. So Bowyer had the luxury of playing Anthony and didn't have to play mm-hmm. Solly every single game. So... But we ain't got him anymore. Right, so. Another interesting point uh, from uh, Lewis Wheeler says, uh, thoughts on the supposed bid of £4 million for uh, Ivan Tony uh, over at Peterborough. Guess, guessing that would have been the money from selling uh, Taylor. So that was reported in a couple of places. The Sun went with it. Peter O'Rourke, who, who seems to know everything on Twitter, he, he went for it as well. And then basically Darren McAntony, the, the Peterborough chairman or owner, basically admitted it as well, responded to Charlton fans, uh, admitting that they turned down a £4 million uh, beard from our club bit unprofessional that really to go and air your dirty laundry uh, in public basically telling the whole world that Charlton have £4 million to spend um, uh, Lewis saying is, would that would that have been the money from the Taylor bid you have to assume it would have been yeah I don't think uh, we would have splashed that £4 million on a striker and Lyle Taylor still being here mm. because otherwise I would have said well I woke up yesterday you know I woke up yesterday with Roland not really spending that and all of a sudden we're spending £4 million, but uh, yeah, I'd imagine it would be for both. But again, if if that's what it is, it's not happened. Um, although I do like Ivan Tony, even though he does wind me up every time he scores against us, especially at home. Um, <laughs> not that I hold any grudges. Uh, but no, he's a good player. Um, but I know, so, you know Peterborough want to make a push for it this year, so I think they want to try and keep as many yeah. players as they can. It's hard for the Minos like Peterborough, isn't it? Try and come up to the championship <laughs> with the big boys. But there you go. <laughs> right, let's have some more audio. We've still got a few messages to read out as well. But it's a packed show here on Charlton Live this evening on a transfer deadline. They're still waiting for that confirmation of uh, Tommy Hemed and Buram. Kyle as well um, expecting at least one probably two uh, coming in so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes hopefully it'll be uh, before the end of the show but I've got a good feeling it'll be tonight anyway so anyway another uh, newbie who came in uh, today Sam Field also joined on loan from West Bromwich Albion uh, I think Gallon just went up to the Hawthorns with a big sack and saw what he could get and he's got a player here who by the sounds of it uh, who by the sounds of it is very highly rated uh, this is Sam Field on arriving here at the Valley 
yeah, I'm delighted, obviously, you know, to get it through, even though it's late. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a brilliant feeling and I, I just can't wait to get going, to be honest. It's just, it's put a massive smile on my face and I just can't help, uh, just can't help to, you know, help the club and help the players. Now, how did the move come about? When did you start hearing about it? Uh, I started hearing it go about a week ago, to be honest. Uh, there was interest and, look, I'm just desperate to come and get games and hopefully get the chance here. And as soon as I knew the manager was interested and, you know, I've, I know it's a great club and whatnot, I was just desperate to come and play. And, you know, as soon as there was a lot of interest and both parties were happy, I was racing down in my car straight as, straight as fast as I could, to be honest. And what attracted you to Chelsea? I think the manager, the manager was a big step, you know, he was very interested in me and that that was a massive thing, you know, I wanted to feel valued and come to a club where I feel like I could come and get minutes and hopefully, you know, I can repay the faith, but that that was the main thing. And also the, you know, big club, big championship club and they'll want to stay in this league, so I'll do everything I can to help. Uh, you've had a chance to meet the manager uh, and the head of recruitment, Steve Gannon, as well. well. Have conversations gone, gone with them? What have they said to you? Yeah, they seem like really nice people to be with. I mean, we're at, you know, half ten at night and they're just, you know been really open and honest and really you know welcoming so it seems really good they seem really happy uh, happy to have me and I'm really happy to be here so hopefully it's a really good partnership and something that can continue for a long time and it's uh, getting late but you're hoping to be training tomorrow morning yeah fingers crossed I'm just desperate to get going now and hopefully meet all the you know my new teammates and just you know show what I've got to be honest and show not just just them but myself and the rest of the football world what I can do and in terms of that what, what can the Charlton fans expect to see from you um, I think I'm uh, quite a mature young player, even though I'm quite young. I'd like to think I've got an old head. I've been told that before. Um, I think it's just, you know, sometimes doing the brilliant basics of the game. It's not always the prettiest and whatnot, but it's helping the team click. And there might be the odd run now and then, but nothing, you know. I just think I'd, I'd just try my best for the team and always put 110% in. And you had a chance to play in the Premier League before. How will that help you uh, this season, do you feel? Uh, I think, I mean, there's a lot of lads here who probably have a lot more experience than me. I've been lucky to play that, but I'm still learning myself. So I'll just try and use what what you know what experience I've got. I know how fast the champ is and how fast the prem is. It's just taking those and really trying to you know use them to my advantage of anything. And know that there's no easy game in this league at all. So it's just to, you know be ready for anything. And you'll be joined at the club by a familiar face. Uh, what will it be like to have someone that you know already in the building? I think it'll be really helpful, to be honest. You know, you always you, you need you need someone there with you. I think it will help a lot. And, you know, we know each other really well, me and Jonathan. So um, I'm sure we'll help each other through it and it'll be a really good partnership. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free 
or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! Yes! Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Charlton have scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it too. Get in. Come on. What a time to be here. Here at Wembley. So welcome back to Charlton Live here on uh, the uh, big match preview. It's a transfer deadline day special. Still waiting for confirmation of uh, Tommy Hemed and uh, Berem Kyle has been reported all over the place. Uh, interesting little one from Brian Owen, though, who's uh, down at the Brighton Argos saying that uh, Paul Barber down at Brighton uh, confirms that those two were on the way but cannot confirm whether the paperwork was processed in time. So that could be an interesting little twist here on transfer deadline day. Of course, the, the limit is five o'clock. There tends, to, there, there tends to be some sort of grace, I think, as long as you say, oh, we're trying to sort it. I understand. Mm-hmm. I think that seems to be how it works. So we may, there may be a slightly nervous wait. But, you know, there's a lot of people saying that it's happened. We'd heard it's pretty much happened as well. But did it happen in time? That's what we'll probably find out after the show goes off air, <laughs> as is typical. I'll never forget when we signed, uh, when we sold Lee Novak four minutes after a show once. Not that it, was, it wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> but still, um, in, so interesting stuff here on uh, on Charlton Live on transfer uh, deadline day. Uh, Liam Jones says that playoff final commentary gets him every time. Glovepup says that's an impressive interview uh, from Sam Field. It appears to have his head screwed on. Well, I did. I, I saw the video. He definitely had a head uh, during the interview, which is excellent to see. Uh, hopefully one that he'll be able to use whilst he's uh, running the midfield for Charlton in the season uh, to come. Uh, right, uh, TH asks, uh, hey lads, what's your thoughts on us signing Callum Harrier and or Gary O'Neill uh, who've been training on us? Would you sign either? Uh, it said they're really, they're really pleased to have us back on air. We're, we're pleased to be back on air. So um, Callum, I think uh, I'm getting the impression Gary O'Neill was literally only training with us just for a little bit of fitness, which isn't unheard of. I don't think we're in for him. Uh, he is like 36, as has been mentioned on on the Sunday show. But Callum, do we still need him now? The risk of putting it like that. Uh, I, st- I still think you can do a job as a squad player. I think I, I don't think there'd be much harm in in signing him. To be honest, probably short term. But I'd I'd take him. Saw glimpses of what he can do pre season, and saw glimpses of what frustrated us when he was here before pre season. But we know there's a player in there, um, and if anyone's going to get the best out of a player, it's going to be Lee Bowyer. Mm, right, Dean Morgan uh, says, great transfer window for us. Uh, glad Lyle is staying. Yes, talk on the pitch, not on Twitter. We love him. Everyone needs time away from social media. Let's bring on uh, Saturday. Stephen Jones saying, praise for Gallon and Bowler come, uh, and uh, Bowyer. Low budget and brings in good young, even though untested. Uh, uh, but w- with Lee Bayer can do. We know uh, this could turn our season from relegation struggler strugglers to maybe even a push up to the, the, the Premier League. Um, 
We had a, a tweet in from Zek as well. Said, well happy with the, the Cullen signing. Hopefully he can rock up our midfield. I felt every emotion this transfer window and I've loved every second of it. Vital Charlton word deadline day that was absolutely buzzing for Stoke now shame I've got to sit 14 rows down uh, due to work in the covered end but still bring it on yeah I heard there was some sort of uh, uh, incident uh, towards the end of the I think it was a Doncaster game where some, something needed fixing but the equipment that was needed to fix it um, uh, wasn't available until now so there's been a slight delay on that Vital Charlton uh, then adds Jonathan Lecco sounds like he really wants to be here I think Bowyer will work his magic on him and get some goals into him hopefully uh, that will be the case right who wants to hear from one more uh, brand new signing although he's a familiar face to a lot of us Josh uh, Cullen returned uh, from uh, from West Ham one of my favourite bits of news in the, in, the, in the transfer window I have to say because I thought he was excellent and really kept us uh, ticking in the midfield last season I think uh, it's a, a huge signing a huge coup uh, by Steve Gannon and by Lee Bayer and he himself was delighted to be back in SE7 yeah it's a good feeling um, <laughs> now yeah obviously how the season finished last year on such a high um, yeah to come back um, it's a great feeling to to be back here at Sparrows Lane and yeah, just looking forward to it and excited for the, the season ahead. Uh, what was behind your decision to return? Um, I think obviously having worked under the manager last year and knowing how he works and and um, having the opportunity to come and do it again, come and learn off him. Obviously, like I said, I've said before last season, being in a similar position to myself, um, I think that'll only benefit me again to come back and work under him for, for another season. And I enjoyed my time here. Um, Loved every minute of it. Obviously, like I said, it was a successful season. Um, so hopefully, we can we can have another successful one. Um, and yeah, it was just a, the all round all round package. Obviously, the fans as well um, were brilliant to me while I was here. So yeah, to come back, learn under the manager, and yeah, I love my time. So I'm, I'm glad to be back. You're very popular with the Charlton fans. They weren't necessarily expecting you back. Can you explain a little bit how the deal came about? Yeah, um, obviously, as as loans tend to happen, they they come come quite late. Um, for the for the majority of the summer, I was obviously trying to fight for my spot at West Ham, and and it, well, I was I was being told that I was going to stay around there, so I was happy to do that. Um, and then obviously the decision come that I think it's best for me to come out and play some more games, um, and and that's what that's what happened, and and that's why I'm here, and this was the the best place for me. And in terms of this season, what what are you looking forward to, and what are you expecting, I guess. Uh, I'm just looking forward to to putting the shirt back on again, playing playing at the Valley, and. and and improving as a player and trying to improve my game and, and develop as a player um, and yeah I think we're, we're expecting a, a, a tough season it's a, it's a step up from what we what we had last season um, but one that will relish and obviously the lads got off to a brilliant start on Saturday um, so yeah one that I said we're going to we're going to relish and, and look forward to and I understand some of the boys have been working you over the summer to get you back to the valley yeah obviously I'm, I'm quite close with with Paige I've been for for years and obviously with Dill we, we shared lifts in last year um, so yeah there was the odd message like are you coming back this and that and I had to tell him honestly I didn't know um, it, it didn't look like it was going to happen but obviously things changed quickly in football and 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 when, when things did change it felt like the right place um, coming back here and, and the right place for me to develop and, and improve 
So there we go, Josh Cullen uh, on his return to, to SE7, uh, a year-long loan. And uh, yeah, it could be a real vital cog in that mid- midfield for China Athletic. Right, uh, it's currently 20-8 on Thursday evening. Still waiting for confirmation of those two players from Brighton and Hove Albion. Don't forget the club have tweeted that they're not done yet in terms of transfer. So we are expecting that to, to be confirmed. Uh, they wouldn't be tweeting that if the paperwork didn't go through, would they really? So, you know, there was there was a bit of a scare there from, uh, from, from Brian Owen. But don't forget, the club have tweeted that there's still more... Good news to come so uh, don't worry too much about that is what I'm saying I think <laughs> right uh, Adam <laughs> Ferris uh, said uh, the signings that Gallen and Bowyer have secured have been great additions don't want to get too carried away uh, thinking we're challenging in the top half as uh, looking at other squads we're still a fair way off but we've really made ourselves very competitive for the season ahead should comfortably stay up uh, this season injuries dependent that's what I'm feeling more like I know I've sort of give it Billy Big Potatoes on sat on Sunday about 110 points but realistically <laughs> I think I think I feel like now we've got a squad that's going to give as good as they're going to get you know some of them untested some of them are going to be hungry very hungry but you know under Bowyer's management we're going to see a lot of performances like we saw at Blackburn on, on last Saturday and they're the sort of performances that we're going to you know hopefully haul us to safety in this division yeah definitely I mean even even that Blackburn result could be so important towards the end of the season I just think that I think that we can surprise a few. I genuinely do believe that. I think that we've got enough quality there, to especially at home. Our, our home record was was incredible last season. That's going to be really important again this season, making the Valley of Fortress. And I do believe we're hard to beat at home. So if we can if we can do that again and and build on that, then you know the away performances as well are up there. So it's going to be it's going to be a really interesting season. But I I do think we've we've got enough to stay in the division. And then if we secure that early doors, then See where see where else we can go. There's no, you know, sky's the limit, as they say. Yeah, Simon emails in. As much as I love Charlton, the idiots have been around for some time. Still remembering damaging cars in Gillingham, abusing Lyle Taylor behind a phone on social media is so poor. But it does sum up the society we live in, where the people who do this think it's okay. I very much doubt they would be brave enough to say anything to his face. Can't blame anyone for dropping Twitter and other social media platforms. Let's see how our players can do it again. Cheers for your your email, Simon. Yeah, Lyle Taylor saying he's going to take a bit of a break. Uh, from from Twitter after some of the messages he's received over the, the, the last couple of days whilst his future has very much been up in the air um, here at Charlton but he is staying in SE7 Charlton turned down £4 million bid according to, to Sky Sports and Brentford also failed in a bid uh, for Ivan Tony from Peterborough according to the Peterborough chairman so interesting to see how that one played out uh, Lawrence saying is, uh, has, has the penny finally dropped for Roland turning down a £4 million bid for Taylor uh, has he learned to listen to the managers well I mean that's what we don't know is if we are bidding four million pound elsewhere, then you have to assume that that would have been the Lyle Taylor money because there's no way he would have suddenly got four million pounds out. So no one really knows uh, what's uh, what, what, what went on behind the scenes there. Uh, Lawrence would still sign uh, 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 Callum Harriet as well, but he says he's no longer worried about this season. We'll be fine. Let's get right behind the boys for the rest of the season and make plenty of noise uh, onto Stoke up the addicts. Right, let's get onto Stoke like. Uh, uh, Lawrence has said there time to look ahead our second game in the championship our first home game in the championship of the season Stoke City who got beaten at home by QPR on the opening day come down to the valley and uh, I spoke to Martin Spinks he's from the Stoke online website and the uh, local paper up there uh, to find out how Stoke have been getting on if at any point we announce some signings during this I'll cut the interview and we'll come out but I think this uh, we'll have enough time to listen to this Martin Spinks on uh, what the addicts can expect and how they've been getting on Stoke City uh, how they're feeling going into the rest of this uh, Skybet Championship campaign? Well, nowhere near as optimistic as they were 12 months earlier when certainly the outside world were predicting promotion, instant promotion, and I think 
most Stoke fans were thinking the same. And top six was the bare minimum, really, where you winded on 12 months to now, even before Saturday's opening day defeat. I think the majority would say, well, we'll, we'll grab a top six place if you offer us that, that now. That's, um, that's how the ambitions have changed. And there's, a, there's definitely a realism has set in. You can see that with the signings. There have been a lot of free signings this summer um, because of the financial fair play as much as anything. And then, of course, they kick off with a home defeat to QPR. And I was amongst those who thought that was an ideal fixture. No disrespect to Rangers. But uh, to try and get off to a winning start in what is the first full season under Nathan Jones, who came in January. Um, he's employing a new system, a midfield dining, which worked wonders for him at Luton. Um, and he believes he's got the personnel in to implement it here at Stoke, but I'm afraid the early evidence against QPR was not too encouraging. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it time and time again over the last few years where teams have come down from the Premier League and, and, and you know, struggled, basically. They, they probably expected to, to find it a little bit easier than, than, than what they have done over the last year or so now. There's no doubt about that. I think there was a feeling of uh, self-entitlement almost, as you say, many Premier League clubs probably have that. Illusions of grandeur, especially after 10 years in the Premier League. And, you know, we're, we were all guilty of that, really. Um, thinking that, yeah, Stoke is as good as anybody in this league. Top two is, is not unreasonable to ask. But we, we were soon uh, disabused of those notions. They lost convincingly to Leeds. And, of course, went on to have a great season in the opening day fixture. There were early home defeats, bad home defeats, too, against Wigan and Blackburn. So it wasn't too long before we thought, well, this is going to be a struggle and one or two of the players admitted it, that it took time for it to dawn on them that the championship was going to be as tough and as long a slog as it, as it proved to be. Um, and in the end, they finished 16th, 17th really, but for Birmingham's points deduction. And you have to say that was a pretty fair reflection on how Stoke were last season, mm. which is a pretty poor comment on the club, it has to be said. Yeah, and it was, of course you mentioned there Nathan Jones, a former Charlton coach who joined halfway through the season from Luton, but he didn't seem to have sort of that effect that he had at, at Kenilworth Road when, when, he, when he joined up at Stoke. He didn't seem to be able to, to, to get his message over to the players. Is that fair? Yes, uh, he was taking on a completely different job, you have to say, and obviously a step up as well. Um, he was taking over a dressing room of largely Premier League players, or certainly players who thought they should be in the Premier League. So he was taking on one or two egos as well and problems that are very deep-rooted and are still bedeviling the club because there's still a number of players they simply can't get off the books uh, who are not involved in his squad now. So it was a free hit in many ways. You know, the expectations were pretty low from the fans and they were prepared to give him time. And he was talking about the future, about having a full pre-season and bringing in his own players. Judge me then, he said. So he is now being judged and obviously the early indications aren't promising. But we have to keep reminding ourselves that it is just one match. And come Saturday, we'll all be we'll all have some renewed enthusiasm by the time we reach the valley. Yeah, certainly. I mean, how has the summer been for for Stoke then in terms of signings? Of course, they picked up a, a former Charlton player in Jordan Cousins, but he was he was one of five all announced on on one day, and they've done a bit more business since then. How, how would you assess their their summer transfer activity? Yeah, the announcements are odd because we knew a lot of these players had already signed them, but for some reason the club were trying to keep it under wraps. Lee Gregory at Millwall is another one, a player, of course, you'll know. And as you mentioned, Jordan Cousins. Um, Nathan Jones has talked them all up, and particularly Jordan Cousins, who was a bit left field for us, but he knew him, as you say, from uh, from the youth team at Charlton, and he's convinced he can play the defensive role at the, at the base of this midfield diamond of his. Um, the others, he's brought in Adam Davis, uh, goalkeeper, and Liam... Lindsay, Senhar from Barnsley. So two players who are used to winning 
having won promotion with Barnsley along with yourselves. And, and it's that winning mentality that is a big issue here because I did work it out the other day. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's 18 league games spoke of one in two seasons, I think, was the figure. Uh, you know, that's pretty appalling. That takes in the relegation season and obviously last season. So um, this winning mentality is something he's got to get going at Stoke. And you have to say, again, on Saturday, once they went a goal behind, and certainly when they went two behind, there wasn't really much conviction amongst the players that they were ever, oh, and certainly amongst the fans, that they were going to get back into the game because we've seen it so often before. Um, but certainly, as I say, the manager's been talking up the, the uh, seven senior signings he's made, three of whom started on Saturday. Um, and we may see one or two more come into the uh, the reckoning against Charlton. So who are the, the players that Charlton fans should be wary of when, uh, when Stoke travel down to the Valley on Saturday? Well, in terms of creativity, there's a huge burden on the shoulders of Nick Powell, um, who signed one of those free signings. He'd run out of contract at Wigan. Um, he certainly helped destroy uh, Stoke when Wigan won 3-0 at uh, Stoke early last season. Um, made his name up the road at Crew, and then got a big move to Man United, which didn't work out for him. But there's no doubt the ability is there. It's just the application and the focus. And uh, the manager is hoping he, he can get that out of him. Uh, I've got to say that QPR clearly targeted him on Saturday, left him with one or two bruises. Uh, but he still, had his, he still had his moments, and he's the one player that you would single out in the Stoke lineup at the moment who could change the game with a pass, with a shot, with something a bit different. The rest of them are looking far more workmanlike, um, uh, almost a throwback to the Tony Pulis days of a decade ago when Stoke were, were noted, of course, for being a very hard-working team with only one or two players that would really catch the eye of Ricardo Fuller, as you may remember him. Who, of course, wound down his career at Charm, didn't he? Mm, yeah, well, one of many places he ended up, yeah. Um, so how, how do you see uh, Nathan Jones uh, attacking the game on, on Saturday? Will he, will he bring a side that will come, come to Charlton to try and attack, or, as you say, will it be more looking to try and be organised and difficult to be broken down? Well, certainly organised, um, but he is promising us a team that will play with tempo and that will create an attack and score goals, which is something that's been sorely lacking in recent years. The template is the Luton side, and anybody who's seen Luton over the past couple of seasons and who caught sight of them uh, on Friday night as well, a 3-3 and draw against Middlesbrough, will know the kind of team that uh, Nathan Jones can put together. It's, uh, but, of course, replicating it in a higher league at a different club is, is, is a really tough task, and no doubt he's finding that out. Um, but he'll, he'll want a result at Charlton. Um, they can't, certainly can't afford another defeat. They've got Derby at home after that. And the thought of kicking off with two, maybe three successive defeats just doesn't bear thinking about. Because as I said before, you do worry about the mentality of this squad, even so many, so many new faces in it. So he'll come with a positive attitude, but a sensible attitude as well. He'll know what to expect from the Valley. It's a club he knows well. And obviously Charlton is a team that he knows well from his Luton days. And, you started off uh, superbly by the look of it on Saturday, so uh, certainly a force to be reckoned with. There we go. Martin Spinks uh, from Stoke Online. Um, clearly, so it describes Charlton as a force to be reckoned with. He clearly knew what was coming this, this transfer window, didn't he? But, um, <laughs> Stoke have had a horrible couple of years uh, relegation from the Premier League, and then we, we will remember what it's like being relegated and expecting to, to do well. In fact, I remember losing at Stoke quite early on in our first season back in the Championship after being in the Premier League and it being a real shock and it, it, it can be a real sort of eye-opener and then they had last season where they finished 15th or so um, not a good year for them and they've started off badly again Naif mm. you'd argue not the not the worst team to be facing in your first home game 
No, not really. But I'm, um, I think it's it's quite it's a big project down there up well, up there rather for Naif. Um He's obviously going into a Stoke side that's been for years has been one of those like Nigel was saying, hard team, physical. Um, not really blessed with attacking, flary sort of passing football, and he's having to go there and sh- you know shift the wage build and try and build a team like he did at Luton. Um, that's not going to happen overnight. It probably won't happen over two transfer windows. Probably, maybe even ne- next season. You're looking at so it's a tough task for Nathan, but um, they've got some good players. Obviously, they got Duffy today, didn't they? And they got Hogan. Um, who had a little cameo against us again uh, for Villa. So they've got good players there. Um, it's just going to take him time to, you know, embed Nathan's ethos and style of play, which he's done so well for the ve- development squad here. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, you could argue it's going to be um, a best time to play someone, maybe. But every game in this level is going to be challenging. Mm. It's not like you know, like last year, you're going to have you know bottoms of the leagues, the Wimbledon's, and and, and those sort of teams. So. Every team's going to be difficult this year, but maybe a couple. So yeah, Jordan Cousins up there as well. I was surprised to see him go there. I think he had a, a difficult couple of years at QPR, but Nathan Jones obviously knows him very well and probably knows how to get the best out of him. Would have, they would have worked together in the in the Charlton youth setup certainly. So um, be interesting to see how he gets on at Stoke. Yeah, it will be, and it's it's probably nice to see him playing again. To be honest, because I know he had a couple of injury ravaged seasons at QPR and then didn't really get a huge amount of game time under Steve McLaren when he was there. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he slots into that Stoke side, and like you said, like Nath said there, you know, Nathan Jones has got his ethos and everything, and he knows Jordan Cousins well from from his time here. So it'd be interesting to see how he plays. But on paper, Stoke are a really good side in this division, but they just haven't really seemed to kick on from relegation, and it's just it's a, it's difficult as we all know when you come down from the Premier League to make an instant impact, and they'll be looking to put that right this year, but they haven't got off to the best start, but. I'd say you know they they won't be they won't be feeling too great coming up against us at the moment because not only have we got a fantastic winning record off the back of the league last year but we've got the the high of promotion and the high of winning last weekend when I think everybody thought that we weren't going to so it's going to be a, it's going to be a really good contest and a really good game um, but I I think we've got enough and I, I think any ta- any team in the championship should fear coming to play us at the Valley. So how, how did Charlton set up this game? I mean, first of all, I'll tell you the play. Yes. Yeah, 100%. I mean, because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, of course he will. Yeah. I think so, yeah, I don't think he'll, um, like I said earlier, I think he'll be chomping at a bit. I think he might, if he scores, he might have a little, you never know, knowing knowing Lyle when he loves to loves the sort of pantomime thing, he might give a little shush to just to silence a couple of the fans and, you know, so be it. As long as he scores, I don't really care, to be honest. Mm. Um, it's gone now, it's done, forget about it. Uh, it's all about Saturday. I think we'll be all right. I, I think we'll win. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we really do. Uh, it'd be interesting, how he, like you say, how he sets up. Uh, will Gallagher play out? Obviously, Cullen will come straight in, I would imagine. Um, I still think Prattley might, because I think they have only had a couple, they're only going to have a couple of days. So it might be a bit too soon for the newbies, but who knows? Bowie might have his team already. Well, there is, I mean, it's a selection headache. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd imagine, say, the, the players, for example, that have arrived today and, and, and yesterday, say, in the form of Cullen and, and, and Lecco and, and Field, they wouldn't have had too much training. I think they would have all trained today on Thursday. So that's a session with the boys, and they'll, they'll train again on Friday. Um, so they, they would have had a couple of sessions with them, but then you've got the likes of. 
you know, the, the, the likes of the players who've been here a week who would have played a bit more. So, like, so Lapsley perhaps now might find his, his chances a bit more limited again with, with the players that have come in, or he might keep his place, who knows. But you just wonder if, if in particular for Saturday, if it's too soon for Bowie to start chopping and changing, considering we got a superb result last week in a really dogged and, and hard-working performance. Lewis, I mean, how, do you think he'd be tempted to change? Um, I think he will be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Cullen come straight in, if I'm honest. Um with the two younger got with uh, with Leco and um, and Field, I'm, I, I imagine they'll probably start on the bench. Um, Cullen had a little bit of match fitness in terms of a, of the preseason tour he went on with West Ham, so be interesting to see how sharp he is. And he knows, you know, quite a lot of the guys already. I don't know if there's been an, an update on Chucks and Ek. I don't know if he he might come in if he's fit, but again, if if these signings go through, then maybe it takes the pressure off of him a little bit to get fit and not rush him back as well. So I think there there may be a few wholesale changes. We probably we probably set up uh set up you know away from home to sort of try and sit behind the ball and we sort of caught him on the counter. So at home, you know, we're a bit more of an attacking outlet. It'll be interesting to see if he does change, maybe if he reverts to a diamond as well. Um is the reporter there was saying about how Nathan Jones plays the diamond for Stoke like he did at Luton. So whether Bowie matches him like for like or or goes for something else, it'd be interesting to see. But I think there'll be a few changes. Mm. Yeah, Steve Nutley's asking if we've changed our mind now uh, on where Charlton are going to finish. He's saying 10th after the great business uh, today. I mean, like I said, we sort of discussed earlier, but I certainly feel more, much more comfortable about the fact that we're going to really challenge to perhaps, you know, we, we, we're in a much better position to stay up now than we were a week ago, for example, Nathan, mm. especially with Lyle Taylor staying, which, which is obviously yeah. important. Yeah, I, feel, I, I can't remember. I'm sure I said 13th or 14th or something. I'd, I'd still probably stick with that. If, listen, if the unthinkable happens and we get, you know, playoffs or whatever, then brilliant. But, I, you know, I'd be happy with um, looking at our squad. I don't think we're, you know, we're going to be storming the league, but I think we're, yeah, mid-table, yeah. I think it'll be, that's a solid one, you know. Yeah. It's a, I've just seen, I missed a tweet as well. Mark Anderson says he's celebrating the incomings, but without the Audi cider, as he uh, hasn't stopped apologising for his behaviour since last weekend. So there you go. <laughs> uh, it's, probably, it's probably for the best, Mark. So only Audi cider on the weekends. That's that's the rule that I live by uh, to, to keep myself healthy. Right, we're almost running out of time here on uh, Charlton Live. Uh, little Liam is asking, who starts at right back on Saturday? It's got to be Solly, surely. Yes. There's no, there's no, there's no other way around it. You can't yeah. imagine Deji yeah. would start ahead of him. No. No, so there we go. That seems uh, seems pretty cut and dry, right? So we're still waiting for the announcement that uh, Tamir Headmed and uh, Berem Kyle have both joined from Brighton and Hove Albion. It was uh, there was was it a guy from Talksport who tweeted it about an hour before the show. We're sort of hearing it as well. We're thinking the club have also tweeted that they're not done yet, and this is now eight o'clock and they still haven't announced it yet. So there's no way they're tweeting that unless they're confident they're announcing at least one person. Or uh, so we're, we're still waiting for that, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen in the show. Purely, I imagine, to spite us, because I've always <laughs> wanted to announce that we did have a, a manager sacking on the show once. I think Bob Peters got sacked live mm. during the show, but that was before my time. So we're, we're still waiting for that breaking news, but it's been a great week, I think in the transfer window for Charlton they've really given themselves a chance and you really have to take your hat off to Lee Bayer and to Steve Gallen they've done their very best and they found exactly the sort of players I think that Charlton needed to fill their squad obviously time will tell if that is enough to keep us up if that's enough to get us into mid-table is it enough to maybe even go further but it certainly is going to give us a competitive team for the rest of the season and I'm really looking forward to Saturday here at home to Stoke City right thanks to everyone who's listened uh, this evening thanks for everyone who's tweeted in it's 8 o'clock now I'm going to give it 5 seconds to see if they're announcing 8 o'clock no (laughs) so no announcement live on Charlton Live Uh, this has been Charlton Live Nathan and Lewis thanks for coming in 
Cheers, mate. Thank Much you. love. I've been Louis Mendes. We'll be back here on Sunday evening where I dare say they probably would have announced some signings by then. <laughs> Hopefully, to look back at whatever happens against Stoke. Hopefully, the Addicts can continue their fine start to life back in the Championship. We shall see you on Sunday evening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.